Welcome back to The Human Exception. This week, Nathan takes us deep into the Bible as we take a closer look at just who the heck this God fellow is. And guys, it's not good. Expect foul language, but we are also talking about God, primarily the Christian God, which may be offensive to some listeners. So please listen with care. Let's get ready for another Human Exception. what was your thing um weird otherworldly sounds oh right (laughs) (laughs) oh i forgot about that yeah yeah all right which of you's going first do you want to do you want to ruin ruin kayla's first i mean (laughs) i don't know if it's gonna ruin kayla's thing so much but like i i guess i could might as well then like the people listening will be right one after another <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so um <laughs> the the title that i've got on this page in here for all of the stuff that i was putting together while i was reading through everything was just bible bullshit um so yeah, so everyone is in the know, and I'm going to warn you now that obviously we're talking about the Bible. Uh, if you don't want to hear me talk about, like, talk down about the Bible or get a little heated about how I think it what we're going to talk about is super fucking crazy and insane. You might want to jump off now. Uh, also, we're probably going to be talking about um, abuse. Uh, there's going to be mentions of sexual assault. Uh, just to lay those things out, because the Bible is actually kind of rife with all of that. So, there you have it. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Life was apparently created in seven days. But, depending on if you've actually read the Bible, or if you just sat in church and listened to someone read the Bible to you, or you just like to pick and choose because things in the Bible are convenient for you, to use as a reason for you to be a shitty person, uh, things just kind of get muddled in translation. Uh, Especially, you know, if your idea is that God, an all-powerful being, tried to cram a whole lot of fucking information into our itty-bitty human meat computers that supposedly explode on sight of said being. So... This whole thing, obviously, being said, just means we're going to go into a little bit 
a little bit of a deeper dive in the Bible today. Um, I'm going to try to leave my own experiences out of the conversation and just sort of focus on the Bible as is or as was. Um, just because I learned things about the Bible, if they if I bring them up, it's mostly because I'm trying to sort of differentiate between what our translations are now and what the original intent probably was. Um, so maybe if things, if I mention something and you as a listener are like, okay, but I don't think that's what it actually says, uh, it's likely that I'm using a trans an earlier translation um, based on my research. Yeah, if you guys want to like know more about how fucked up the translation process is, we did an episode way back when yeah. about the word gay in the Bible. Check it out. We'll start from the very beginning. Uh, Genesis chapter 1. Now, in verses 26 and 27, uh, it reads, God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. Verse 27, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God he created them. Male and female, he created them. Now, taking a step back, I will probably just be referring to God as, uh, as them. Um, as well in this, because I sort of take issue with the idea that we have a verse here that says God created mankind in his own image, but the idea is that God created male and female, referring to some big spiritual creature by sort of a gendered association seems wrong to me um and more like a more like a interpretation with an agenda hmm. um so that's where we're going to leave that uh one of the important things um coming back to uh, verse 27 of Genesis 1 is um, this is a, this is a part where some religions and cultures sort of divide on the first humans. Um, and this is important because this whole thing is about interpretation. Um, and intent is really important when someone is studying the Bible. So what are you intending to get out of reading the Bible? Are you... Are you looking to build an agenda? Are you just trying to understand how people interacted with this giant space fairy that they believed created them thousands of years ago? What is what is your intent? So I mean, I'm just there for the acid trip that is revelations. Right? Yes. <laughs> so again, moving back, God created mankind in in their own image, the idea here is 
them. And we know in the second chapter of Genesis, Adam's lonely, doesn't have a companion, he's all alone, he's naming the animals, he's naming everything, and God's like, ah, it probably really sucks to be doing all of this alone, so let's totally fix that. I'll get you a wife for the low, low cost of one fucking rip. However, the <laughs> the implication of the first chapter where God created them is an interesting one. So Christian religions look at first Genesis as more of a high level uh, beginning of creation. It doesn't have much bearing on the overall narrative of the Bible. If we change focus and we look to Judaism, however, uh, they use interpretive texts like the Midrash and the Talmud. Uh, and these actually take more of a literal approach and say that, well, in first Genesis, God created um, Adam and God created them. So, you know, that's Adam and Lilith. We're just going to append a, give a name to this person because there was obviously two people that were created right at the beginning of this portion of, of creation. Um, and so Lilith appears both in interpretive scripture for um, uh, for the Jew uh, in Judaism um, as well as in Jew Jewish folklore. Um, the idea was that Lilith refused the supposed hierarchy of uh, women being subservient to man and was rejected and left the Garden of Eden. Uh, later, after the creation of Eve, she would basically infiltrate the Garden rape Adam while he slept and have demon babies. As all women do. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, now that we have a bit of like, okay, interpretation of the Bible can go fucking either way, um, we're going to get into my interpretation of the Bible. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> At least, at the very least, um, some portions of the Old Testament and the account of Jesus and his life. Um, my interpretation, put simply, is the Bible is just a... It is like 50%, if not more... A list of abuses from a shitty space fairy parent who never intended to become a parent in the first place. So yeah, we're going to get into that. So, uh, in Second Genesis is when we learn of all of the sweet shit that God basically put in front of Adam. Um, you know, all of the delicious food and all of the cool animals, uh, including the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Uh, they said to Adam, you know what? All of these trees you can eat from, but if you eat from the knowledge, the tree of knowledge, you're definitely going to die. Uh, obviously I have paraphrased that. Um, the, uh, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what it says. Actually. <laughs> no, no. 
Uh, expert, but. <laughs> the scriptures that obviously that kind of hold all of this information are Genesis 2, 8, 9, 16, 17. Um, and specifically, they say now the Lord God had planted a garden in the east, in Eden, where he put the man he had formed. God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. And in the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So that's verses 8 and 9. Uh, verses 16 and 17 state, And the Lord God commanded the man, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, for when you eat from it, you will certainly die. Um, so, a little bit of context here. God goes out, creates man and woman. Uh, they obviously have some kind of self-awareness, but not a lot. They're kind of like toddlers in adult bodies, but... Sims. Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're they're worse than toddlers. Um, if you take this, if you take the lad out of the swimming pool, they'll just drown. Absolutely, um, they, they'll never learn enough to be able to make their own choices that actually matter in the world. Um, they're basically God's Barbie dolls. Uh, I created you. All the stuff is for you to name. You can make it yours because of me. Go off, make more little dolls that'll be mindless beings who will serve me and give me glory. That's all it is. That is, that's the idea behind it. Um, creation is a science project. And we were basically expected to just go along with it. Um, interestingly enough, this is the same situation that led the angels to revolt and be cast down to earth. Uh, you gave us enough knowledge to know, and now you think like... It was, sorry, like, his, the thought is that he gave them enough knowledge to know and help him, like, create things on earth and and do all of this shit, but everyone's starting to see that, oh, this guy's actually kind of fucking whack, and a terrible parent. Um... Well, I guess we're getting kicked out of heaven now because we kind of went against what he wanted. Um. So yeah, that it it's history repeating itself again with a new creation. Um, so this be dumber angels, and like this time you can't know shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Um. Moving on to Genesis, uh, Genesis three, uh, it's where we see Satan obviously disguise himself as a serpent, the age old story telling Eve that by strictly eating the fruit that she wouldn't die. Um, obviously there are, there's missing information. Satan is aware of the petulant child that God is, but doesn't really give that information to Eve. Um, like I've already gone through this bullshit, but you're the new toy and I might be bad, 
but so are they. So let's have fun with this. Um, so after both Eve and Adam ate the fruit, they realized, shit, I know things now. I'm much more self-aware. I have knowledge. We're naked. Better go make us some clothes, uh, as the story goes. Uh, God talks to them and says, basically pulls the who told you that, why do you know that, you're just kids kind of situation. Um, then decides that a perfect punishment was, okay, well, I'm going to curse you, your children, all of the livestock, all of the animals, all of the everything in the whole world, um, your children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, everyone to come. Uh, so yeah, good job. You're fucked. I'm really angry you disobeyed me. And then to add insult to injury, God decides to plant an angel at the gates of Eden with a big old flame and sword to make sure people don't go back in. Um, so in Genesis 3, 22 to 24, uh, and the Lord God said, the man is now, the man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not be allowed to reach out his hand and take from the tree of life and eat and live forever. So the Lord God banished him from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which he had been taken. After he drove the man out, he placed on the east side of the Garden of Eden cherubim and a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Big move. Yeah, so like... Yeah. Already, you're like three chapters into the Bible, and people are like, "Yeah, God's great and shit." They he created everything, but like, they were tricked, obviously, into making a mistake, and as such, well, the idea of everlasting life and having people that know stuff really is a bad idea, because I don't want anyone to be like me. I don't even want my angels to be like me. So please leave. The trash heap. Please get the fuck out of here. Um So moving on to uh to Genesis twenty two. I'm gonna jump back and forth here because um I was sort of writing my notes in sort of like things that I remembered and not remembering exactly where they were, realizing everything happened in Genesis. And so I was jumping all over the place. Um, okay. I don't know where any of it is anyways. Yeah, that's fine. But there might be people out there that do. <laughs> this um, is the first book in the Bible. <laughs> I'm off to a good start. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, we move on. Later in Genesis, in Genesis 22, uh, to Abraham. He was a really old dude by the time... Well, okay, so he was a super old dude by the time uh, he had his first interaction with God. Um, he was still a pretty faithful servant, apparently. But when he was 90 years old, his first interaction with God was, you know what? I want you to take your wife and your family um, 
sorry, I want you to take your wife and your servants and your and everything. Uh just like leave. Leave this land that you built up for yourself. Um just go to another country. Okay, cool. Uh yeah, I guess I'll do that for you. But where are we going? Ah, uh, you'll find you'll figure it out when you get there. Um I'll just tell you when to stop. <laughs> so Abraham packed up his wife and all of his shit and moved across the world on a whim. Okay. Kept um it was faithful um and it's important to know that you know Abraham and his wife couldn't have children. Uh so at 100 years old God was like, you've been really good to me. I'm going to give you a kid. And Abraham's like, that sounds absolutely fucking nuts. I'm a hundred years old, but sure. Okay. <laughs> um, and his wife had a kid, uh, Isaac. Feel for her. And again, this is ancient times. She probably is pretty young. Yeah. Right. Um, say and... how old she is? She was 90. Okay, so oh. she wasn't that young. <laughs> but, like, they died close to 200 years old. I was going to say, like, weren't there people in the Bible who were supposed to be, like, a thousand or something? Yeah. The Which longest living wild. person was, like, a thousand years old in the Bible. Um, and... Remember remembering shit. <laughs> <laughs> Coming back to me now. So... Um, this guy for 30 years, basically, you know, his 10 years after, from the move, uh, sorry, from, from 90 years old to probably about 120, um, he is faithful to this fucking space fairy who's talking to him from nowhere and every day worshiping him, sacrificing to him. And you know what this guy needs? He needs a fucking test. He's like, you know what? I don't think you're, I don't think you are as faithful as you say you are. So, Went off in the middle of nowhere. I didn't tell you where you were going. Yeah. You did it anyways, but you're still not faithful enough. Yeah. So I'm going to need you to take a couple of your servants and your son and go up into the hills to, to build a, an altar to sacrifice. But I'm going to need you to kill your son for me. That's the sacrifice that I want. That son that I gave you that you couldn't have in the first place. Um, and Abraham was like, I guess, sure. Because everybody at this point just has fucking Stockholm Syndrome when it comes to God, I guess. Ah. Uh, anyway. Binds up his kid, puts him on top of the altar, gets ready to gut him, and then set him on fire. And at the very last minute, he's like, no, you know what? It's good. You don't have to do that. I feel better now. I'm happy. Meanwhile, the kid's traumatized for life. Yeah. Um, apparently, a miracle happened, and a goat got caught in a, in a tree in a brush nearby, and they sacrificed, the, sacrificed that instead. Um, but... The idea of like 
at being forced to offer up offer up your kid after you just like moved your whole life at 90 years old and went to the middle of fucking nowhere like you just said seems insane enough and then someone's like hey yeah I'm actually God I know you can't see me you can just hear my voice but you should murder your kid for me sounds like a good deal right oh 100% Um, so moving on from Abraham uh, and we discussed this in the episode that uh, that we actually just mentioned um, regarding translations Uh, so Abraham's nephew Lot lived in Sodom and Gomorrah or lived in Sodom with his two daughters and his wife and at one point, God was like, man, there's a lot of really shitty people there. I'm going to get rid of that city. In fact, I'm going to get rid of both cities. Because both of those cities have a lot of condent, like, just packed population. And they're all terrible. They're all fucking... It doesn't matter, like, who it is. And they're all... I mean, to be fair, the story of what happened in Sodom was pretty, pretty rough. But anyway, um, everything is an issue to God in these two cities. Lot is living there with his two daughters and his wife. God sends two angels, which the whole city thought were super hot. And they basically wanted to gangbang them. That's the, that's the gist of it. Um, basically everyone was like, those dudes are super hot. All of the guys and the, and anyone willing was like, bring them out. We're going to rape them. Um, which is where I'm like kind of questioning the writer. If the, if the writer was questioning at this point, because like every single time they talk about men, they're always very like pretty. They're super beautiful men. It's a whole thing. It is, a, it is a very specific thing in the Bible. Um, anyway, pretty sure the Bible's gay. <laughs> pretty sure the Bible's they're, gay. They're writing, gay, they're writing slash fiction is what they're doing. <laughs> uh, so these two angels, uh, disguised as very beautiful men, show up to try and get Lot and his family out. Uh, because in mere hours, the two cities were going to be hit with giant fucking fireballs like some reckless wizard just rolled into the town. A.K.A. Courtney. (laughs) (laughs) If there's one thing that's clear, it's that at least in the early days of the Bible, God had a knack for just getting fed up and nuking everything that he was like, yeah, they're just just, just not doing it for me, you know? Like, uh, if I had kids, I would just throw them in a Tupperware and into the river. Like, um <laughs> so again the issue that I have here is that God as the creator as the parent allowed this to happen. He could have just decided, 
you know, you don't have to, I, I'm not going to put these two trees here in the middle of the Garden of Eden. Um, you just, you know, maybe I just won't put them there. I won't tempt you. I won't tempt anyone to tempt you, you know? No, no, I'm going to put these there because I need to know that you're going to be good. I know, this is flawless parenting. Right? Absolutely. Um, it, they could have been like, it, they could have said, you know, now that you have this knowledge, I'll send someone I trust to teach you. Then, you know, maybe this would go well. Maybe things will actually be somewhat okay. Because now I'm not making an enemy of my kids, and I'm not making enemies out of, you know, between a husband and a wife, and I'm not, like, forcing women to go through terrible birth pains and men to just, like, be assholes. Let's fuck. Is that uh, why women have terrible birth pains? Is because Eve ate the fucking it's apple? The curse of Eve. It yeah. literally is. Yes. Yeah, it's, be- it it's because she she persuaded Adam, so we're punished with periods and birth birthing pain. Ugh. That is right. absolutely part of the quote quote curse that God put on people. Excellent. Um, I think it's yeah. also a justification for a lot of evangelicals to treat women like shit. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, because we're easily tempted and a source of sin in general because we're the source of the quote-unquote first sin and then like a catalyst for lust and causing men to stumble and yeah. Yeah, the worst. Yeah. yeah. Also Lilith. Also, I love Lilith. But just remember, Jesus said to people who were like, hey, if there's a person over there that's dressed super sexy uh, and I want to have sex with them, what should I be doing? Because that's stumbling me. And Jesus said, stab yourself in the fucking eye and don't look. So... Look out your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe cut off your dick. I don't know. But like... Also, don't women, be raping. Were, women were some of the first apostles of Jesus and some of the first people to proselytize religion. And they're the only ones to believe him when they come when he comes back and are heralds of his resurrection. So, but we're awful. Yep. I feel like that part gets left out a lot. It, it does. does. Yep. Also, in like the in Jewish religion and in Muslim religions, women are treated with a lot more respect in general um, than in Christian religions. Yep. Hmm. It's convenient. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like they designed it to be this way. Well, and like in in Judaism and in Muslim religion, it's mandatory to save a woman's life in childbirth, or if like if you're pregnant and the the baby is going to hurt the mother, like if you choose the mother over the baby. Yes. And like, there's nothing wrong with abortions in either religion. Well, as a to add to that, um, the the scripture that discusses abortion at all um in the bible doesn't really discuss it it doesn't really allude to it as such right it is um the idea is if a woman was to be struck and lose the child then she would be paid a monetary compensation as if the child was a thing um, 
And other than that, there is no other realm of discussion around um, ejecting a child from your body when necessary. Yeah. So, yeah. Snapeism is just sounding like a better religion as we go. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> like more, but also less complicated. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, basically, at the end of the day, uh, God's decision to one curse Adam and Eve, to put some sort of tempting bullshit in this garden that. He just wanted to be the starting point for humanity, or they started wanted to be for the starting point of humanity. And three, not being like, oh, maybe we'll just fix this by teaching you stuff. Um, instead of being the kind of person that's like, no, 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 it's only for me and my original creations, these angels that I also fucking hate. So I don't want to hate you because you actually know things. Um, yeah, like if that, that had been just a different reaction altogether, you might not be going around taking preventative measures through complete obliteration. Um, how many times does he destroy like three different times? Uh, so, I mean, <sighs> God, it doesn't say that God destroyed um, the Garden of Eden, mm. but God definitely wrecked Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, and in the next section, we'll talk about the flood. Just completely wiping humanity, all of, except for a couple of people. Uh, so, like, two major things? Mm. Um, yeah. So, one of the big parts, one of the one of the rules for Lot and his family to get out unscathed from the people, uh, from the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah was run and don't look back. Don't ever look back. If you look back, you're turning into a pillar of salt. Well, a lot of shit back there. We had a life. Lot's wife to look back and turn into a pillar of salt because she was like, well, I had a life there. But you disobeyed God, so I guess we're putting you on our toast? On our meat? <laughs> you put salt on your toast? I don't know. Some people probably do. <laughs> Maybe angels do, I don't know. Maybe angels do. Uh, also, but I mean... Like such an important resource. Let's just turn you into a pillar of salt that's worth probably, I don't know... Thousands of ducats. I don't know what the. I mean, <laughs> at the very least, the guy had a way to preserve his meat, like which was his wife. <laughs> yeah. No. She's gonna take this whole pillar with me, and I'll just use her to cover the meat that I strip from the cows. Um. But the at the end of it, like this. this all of this stuff is like it's so far out of the realm of like what anyone would accept from any other person. Religious folks will be like, well, they should have just listened. But I mean, 
any any one of us who had to deal with a person like this probably would have started getting finding ways to like cut them out of our lives. Some people would have cut them out instantly. Some of them would have made an escape plan. Some of them would have burned their house down. That is definitely toxic. Yeah. Toxic people. Good vibes <clears throat> only. Um so the next uh uh the next piece, the flood. Um which was actually earlier than this whole scenario with Abraham and Lot. Um, in Genesis chapters 6 to 9, they discuss um, the 600 years of Noah's life and the fact that God was really sad that he created humans or that they created humans and was like, that's it, I'm done, shouldn't have done this. Oh, but those ones are still good. They get the secret boat code. Uh, so, as we know, Noah had to go and collect all of the animals from the area, tell people there was a flood coming, and obviously people brushed this off and everyone fucking died. Because, But it's okay, because God gave us rainbows. Yeah, well, he fucked up and forgot the unicorns, so... Yeah, he was a bit of a dick. Um, but yeah. This this whole the 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 rainbow thing is like is the everyone every time like the story of Noah and the flood comes up everyone's like but he gave us rainbows as a as a sign that he'll never do it again. Rainbows are definitely uh, a good compensation for genocide. Right. Yeah. Um, the first thing that came to my mind was it's kind of like that person that just continues to beat the shit out of you and then says, but here's this really expensive, pretty, um, makeup kit that I knew you really like. And secretly, they thing, just because you're about to leave. <laughs> well, n no, not so much that it's the, it's the idea that they're pretty sure you're not going to leave. And they're just really hoping that this is a the expensive present that'll tide you over, but really you're going to use it to hide the bruises. And then they go out and destroy tumor cities. Or, you know, like when basketball players cheat on their wives. Yeah. And yeah. they get those big fancy rings. It's the same kind of thing. Absolutely. Abusers do it all the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So the flood happens, fucking kills off everyone except for Noah and his crew. And then not 13 chapters later, not even that, fucking eight chapters later, he's raining down hellfire on two cities and nuking everybody. That's a good day. Oh, don't forget not... about the plagues in Egypt either. Right. Deaths of the firstborns. Focus. Uh I was, I, no, I was thinking <laughs> about that and I forgot to put that in the notes. Um, but I will briefly cover that. I was um, thinking of uh, when you said some, for some reason you said Noah and I thought of Moses and then I thought of the Prince of Egypt. <laughs> and I was like, man, that's a banger of a movie. Boss and then movie. I was like, oh yeah, there are a bunch of bullshit in that one too. Yep. 
This is the only reason I know about the flags. Because it's a banger of a movie with some good ass music. Yep. Fucking good. I love that movie. They had no right going that hard, but they did. No. And I appreciate it. I didn't like Bible stories, but I love Prince of Egypt. <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times that my Catholic grandmother tried to get us to watch like some sort of Bible story shit. Uh, I do love Veggie Tales. so Tales. happy when we got onto the Prince of Egypt. <laughs> I was just about to mention Veggie Tales. I fucking and love that wasn't Veggie even Tales. the thing I was uh, allowed to watch. I never I had love to Veggie, do Veggie Tales. But <laughs> Dude, they've got some also some bangers um, for no reason. And all the songs I love from them have nothing to do with Bible stories. Um, and nor could I tell you what the Bible story they were referencing during the episode, but I can tell you that I love Barbara Manatee and, uh, she's the one for me. Amazing. (laughs) So now that you brought it up, let's briefly talk about, uh, Moses and his little sojourn into what is a two day fucking hike from where they were in Egypt to where they were supposed to go. (laughs) So, Moses does his thing. He frees God's people from Egypt. Mostly because the plagues fucked with Egypt and the pharaoh was like, okay, 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 get, go. Like, fucking, you killed my son. Now there's locusts everywhere, there's frogs, there's shit, there's people, like, it, it's over, it's done, get out, you know. Halfway through the trek, they stop to camp, Moses gets the Ten Commandments, in one of those Ten Commandments is no idol worship. Well, maybe you should have been a little faster, because... The people are melting down all of their jewelry and creating a golden calf to say thank you to the God who got, who brought Moses to them and got them out. And so Moses gets really angry and breaks the tablets and God is like, well, you guys were using an idol to worship me? Well, that's not okay. I just gave this this rule to Moses, even though you didn't fucking know what was happening up there. So now you're going to wander the wastes for 40 years. I realize it was 40 years. Yeah. yeah. God fucking damn it. It was a two-day two day trip. A two-day walking trip. Yeah. <laughs> 40 is a big number in the Bible for some reason, too. It is. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if we're talking about like undue punishment, that is right fucking up there. Um, now the book of Job, which is basically just one long 40 ish, 50 ish chapter conversation between Job and three dudes who want him to give up on God, which he totally fucking should have. Um, Job was one of the best dudes in the whole world, according to God. In in terms of like just caring for people, being a God-fearing man, genuinely good character. And so in the first book of Job, uh, sorry, the first chapter of Job, God and Satan are having a chat. God says, you should look at this guy. He's good. He's the best around. There's no one like him. Uh, and Satan, <laughs> Satan responds, 
I bet you that could change. And so God took the bet. Instead of saying, no, no, I don't think I will. He takes the bet. Let Satan do whatever he wants to the dude, as long as it's not directly killing him. So, in the course of a single day, Job gets four messengers that visit. The first one is the sole survivor of an attack on his ox and donkeys that ended with the death of all of the servants, save for the messenger. The enemies, the animals, had been taken in the raid. The second messenger rolls up and says that fire rained down from the sky and burned all of the sheep and the servants, and he was the lone survivor. The third said that raiding parties made off with the herd of camels and killed all of the servants. And then the last one is the fourth to show up and said that there was a great wind that blew through the area, blowing down the house that his oldest son and all of his children were having a dinner party in, and everyone died, and he was the last. We're getting awfully suspicious by this point. <laughs> right? So, in a single day, Job loses everything. Um, obviously in a miserable state, doesn't curse God. Um... The next chapter, God and Satan are talking again. God brags about his faithful servant, and Satan says, bet you I can change that. And God says, yeah, okay, do your thing. Like, not not just, okay, it's enough. Yeah, yeah, go. He'll, he'll, he'll stay. Yeah, I'm keep going. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Job was cursed with boils. Uh, his wife left him to his misery and cursed him for deciding to keep his faith in God. Uh, and then, like I mentioned, the rest of the book is a conversation between a guy who refuses to believe that God had anything to do with his suffering and rejecting all of his friend's ideas that maybe he should just move on. Um, I think this is a cult. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and then in typical godlike fashion comes back and says, hey, thanks for proving me right. Here's everything you lost doubled. Uh, even kids. You're going to pop out <laughs> twice yeah, as many it. fucking kids. And thanks, bye. Just like it never fucking happened. And that's the, that, that's the big thing, right? Everyone focuses on the rewards of being faithful but not on the fact that it was a super fucking toxic thing that happened. Like, yeah. it's just the idea that, oh, but you're just, God's just testing you. I don't fucking care. This is not, you do not test people. <laughs> Can you imagine just like letting some like asshole like fuck with your kid? Yeah, go no. do whatever you want. Just no. killing his friends and like. <laughs> fucking No. Ugh. Um, the last piece, we're going to top it all off with this shit, is the book of Matthew, uh, the first book of the New Testament. And depending on which religion you are a part of, it is either the book of fairy tales or it is the cornerstone of your religion. 
Um, oh. Uh, Judaism specifically does not really like um, the New Testament. Uh, Jesus was just a dude, in their opinion, and did some good things, but eh. Everything, everything that is important is in the Old Testament. Uh, Christianity, however, um, if you are considered a Christian religion, you are a religion that follows the teachings of Christ, and thus everything in the in the New Testament should be your the foundation of your religion. Um, Obviously, people like to dip back into the Old Testament because it's a little more edgy, and I can tell people to fuck off and die if I want to. Um, but yeah. That is sort of the idea. Um, but the Book of Matthew was where we get everybody's favorite Jesus uh, coming into the world. Uh one thing that it doesn't really do is explain um it doesn't really like explain if Mary was approached by one of God's angels or anything. Um it just says that she was uh she was promised to Joseph. Um she was at a marriageable age and at that time uh, a marriageable age for a Jewish girl was between 12 and 14 years old. Of course. Um, so God pulled a Zeus, basically, and put a baby in a 12 to 14 year old girl. Um, yeah. And Joseph, in true fashion for that time, was like, okay, well, she's pregnant, but I gotta follow the rules, so... I'm going to marry her, but then I'm going to divorce her and I'm not going to tell anybody why I divorced her because I don't want her to be like super shamed by the community. So maybe we can make it a little bit hush hush. Um, but when he was thinking that he went to bed one night and he had a vision from an angel that was like, uh, buddy, this is God's kid. So you're going to have to take care of the little tyke. Uh, so yeah, marry her. Do the thing. Um, so Joseph, being a spineless 20 to 25 year old dude, was like, yeah, okay. I had a bad dream. I'm going to marry this little girl. Um, <laughs> I believe the technical term is cuck. <laughs> I think you actually have to be watching. To oh, be my bad. My bad. Um, but yeah. Uh, this is this is my whole theory, actually, um, that Christianity was like, okay, but how do we get people here? How do we make a better religion with blackjack and hookers? Oh, you know what we do? We take all of the Greek slash Roman gods, slap them into one, and then they have all of the negative, like, and shitty disorders just in one person. So we're going to say that God knocked up some random girl so that the so that Christ could come here. Um anyway. <laughs> Basically this 13 15 year old girl had God's kid 
Um, and she was a parent with this like 20 year old guy who was like, well, I wasn't expecting to have kids until maybe like another year or so. I don't know. I don't know how this works. I'm just, just floating through life. Um, let's also not forget that the idea of Jesus is that Jesus already exist at, existed as Emmanuel in heaven. So there is already some instinctual understanding for a child, a baby that is growing up as a human on earth that understands it doesn't matter what I do throughout my whole life. I'm going to die probably about halfway through. I'm not going to make it to 60 years old. I'm going to die when I'm 30 because that's what God wants. That's what my dad wants. His also, whole existence is I can see the finish line. Right. <laughs> But also, you have to, like, there's also an argument because you're also talking about the Trinity. So God and Jesus and the Holy Ghost are all the same, even though they're partitioned out into three different little containers. And, and that's dependent on the religion. Dependent on the religion. But it's like a major sticking point for a lot of people. For a lot of them. So the question is, is if there's a Trinity, then how do you as God insert yourself into the womb of a woman to be born to die and then resurrect yourself well um <laughs> when a masculine person and a feminine person really love each other there's this thing called a penis and the okay <laughs> <laughs> but and that's how you insert it into her and that's how you get in her right but that was a joke it was a dick joke it was funny i promise <laughs> uh so this is um this is my whole I already got enough fucking issues with the Bible, but um, so on an instinctual level, this child is growing up full well that their life is forfeit on behalf of people that he meets through his 33 years that in some cases are really fucking shitty. Um, his whole existence is, am I good enough? Am I supposed to preach to people and set the world straight? Like, uh, what am I doing here? Okay, I guess I'm learning from people or I'm teaching people about God and I'm making friends and things are good and I, but like my whole life is well, I guess I'm gonna die. Um, It's important to know that God doesn't talk directly to people anymore in the New Testament. Um, Jesus is sort of his proxy when it comes to miracle making as well. So for years and years and years and years um, after Jesus' death, nobody got miracles. Nobody got like direct talks from God. Not even Jesus got to talk to God. That's one more point for Snapeism. Right? Yep. Um, Snape talks to everybody and he even fucks them all. Right? Yep. I'm just saying. For God fuck you, like... I mean, so... if, you, if you talk to some of the fundamentalist uh, Mormons, <laughs> they will say, yeah, Jesus is a part of that shit. Yep. 
But if you you have to th- think of thinking about it this way is okay, Big Brother got ousted from home, not allowed to come back. Um God created these new things called humans, and he's super obsessed with them. Oh good, now I have to go down and become one of them, and I'm gonna die. Also that they can eventually maybe live forever or get raptured up or whatever the fuck people interpret revelations to be. Um, the, and, and thinking about that kind of gives a little more, um, it almost makes it a little more sad when you think about the fact that when Jesus was dying on the stake or the cross or whatever people believe in, the last words were, Father, why have you forsaken me? Yep. Because he never got to fucking talk to the guy, and his whole life was, I am a sacrifice to make these terrible fucking people have a chance to possibly go to heaven or whatever fucking other thing that they believe in. He died, God, died but then he gets to go to heaven, doesn't he? Yeah, but like, if I were to, if I were to die... And to come back three days later and be like, okay, but the doors are unlocked. All of the food you want. The house is yours. I would still never fucking go back home. Yep. <laughs> right? So is it really a sacrifice if you know that you're going to live after all? Like, But I don't think, I don't think that it doesn't it was never implied that Jesus actually knew. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because if he'd known, he wouldn't have been like, God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. But he knew that he was going to be betrayed, which is weird. I don't know. The whole thing doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. Yeah. No. Mm-mm. Um... The last miracle of the Bible, obviously, is when Jesus ascends to heaven uh, and has his last parting talk with, I believe, Peter. Um, After that, people don't see fucking miracles anymore. They don't talk to God. They don't. They just assume that the guys up there or whoever is up there watching and just fucking ticking in his notebook what people are doing and what they're not. But oh, like... Santa Claus. Yeah, absolutely. Isn't but, there a story, too, where Jesus killed somebody when he was a child? <laughs> I do not recall, but it's, I, I don't interested. think it's in the James, the King James version of the Bible, but I definitely know that there's like a a book in the that's not included in the general Christian Bible where Jesus is like a fucking hellion as a child and murders somebody and then brings them back to life. Conviction. And then he's somewhat calm as an adult, except for that one time he threw a fit <laughs> in a temple I mean, and was like, don't be doing this shit in my daddy's house. I mean, that's fair. I think I think the big thing in all of this, like besides the, the fact that it's kind of a lot to take in and like look at this sort of 
from a I don't know if it's like is this from like fresh eyes if this from like skeptical eyes is this from like whatever um but the idea everyone's like oh god is good and god is love and the bible even states that itself but like it really doesn't it it, it doesn't um Joe, don't tell come on and like fuck jesus didn't get to talk to god but like even Satan came back, came by for a fucking chat at one point during his travels. <laughs> right? Like, oh, I got, what to up, see asshole? My, I got to see my brother. And he wanted to, like, give me everything on Earth. He was like, hey, yo, we could, like, rule all this together. Want to go have fun? Uh, and Jesus was like, nah, nah, it's good. I'm, I'm pro- I got a date with death in, like, uh, six Daddy, months or Daddy something. Daddy said he's gonna take me to go get ice cream one day. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, hey, then just I was so you know, across for like a fucking week. Dad went out for smokes a long time ago. <laughs> Have fun with that. Um, but yeah, it it doesn't like none of this screams loving creator who wants everyone to love them and and be good and happy. It's just like this petulant child who accidentally created life and is pissed that it won't do what it wants. Like, and then even like, I'm not going to get into revelations because that's a whole fucking other thing. Um, We could just do a whole like episode in revelations and each of us could take a part. Yeah. But like, even in, in revelations, it's, it's, it's basically a fight to win back the earth from like, from from Satan and like scoop up the best toys, <laughs> you know, like. No, you can't yeah. have that one. It's my Polly Pocket. Yeah. So that's that's the end of that for now. Um, but there was a lot and unhinged concerning behavior. Yeah. <laughs> and you would just. You would, yeah. I, yeah. I spent most of the day like just trying to go through this and and finish finish it and start just putting it together. And I was like, "Oh yeah, this is this is some so shit. much." <laughs> I just like that. I'm like, okay, guys, hear me out, Snapus. Not that different than Christianity, Nathan. Christianity's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's the well. Both made up stories about guys whose dads didn't love them that much. That's what that's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. It is a it is a fan fiction trying to justify why dad was so bad but all it does is list the shitty things numerous atrocities and doesn't do a good job at defending it okay he had a rough time being like (laughs) omnipotent and shit okay it's really difficult Uh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh you could tell he loves us by how much he hurts us oh fuck Oof. <laughs> yeah, no, Courtney, tell me, tell us about some weird sounds.
That's it for this week. Next week, Hallie's going to tell us all about Charles Silverstein, the guy that made being gay not a mental illness. And Courtney is going to tell us all the weird and wacky sounds of Alaska, including the horns of Anchorage, which no one knows the source of. As always, links, pictures, and additional information can be found on our website at thehumanexception.com. To keep up with all things exceptional, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram at The Human Exception. Have a story that you want us to cover, want to tell us that we're wrong, or you just want to say hi, you can email us at thehumanexception at gmail.com. If you want to get on the fun, you can come join us on our Discord server. Link can be found on our contact page. Keep on being exceptional, my humans, and have a wonderful weekend. Bye.